you have disparity in payrolls over $200 million. So you have the highest spending teams trending towards $300 million. You have the lowest spending teams trending below $100 million. And then there are reports about the Oakland A's even being below like $60 million. How are they supposed to compete? Hey there, boys and girls. Welcome to another edition of the Business of Sports with Andrew Brand. I'm your host, of course, the aforementioned Andrew Brand. My producer is Brian Neal, musical producer, my son, Sam Brand. You hear his music below us. We are presented, as always, by DraftKings. Busy time in the vortex of the world of sports, and it never stops in the business of sports. So I've got some rants about baseball, about football, about F1, about uh, something with the NBA I thought interesting, and of course about Kanye. I'll get to all of those. Let's start with baseball. Recording this on Friday, October 28th, this is the start of the World Series. It is the biggest time in baseball. It's the pinnacle event. It'll go for a week. Uh, as many of you know, I live outside of Philadelphia. I'm not there much as an empty nester. I seem to go away, see my kids, see the mountains more than I'm in Philly, but I am really stoked by what's going on for the fans. I know so many diehard fam, uh, Philly fans, including my own family, my father-in-law, uh, and watching him suffer and enjoy over the years. There's so many like him. Of course, we've got the Eagles that are undefeated. It's quite a time in Philly sports. Listen, I'm not a fan of the Phillies. I'm not a fan of any baseball team because in my early youth, our baseball team, the Washington Senators, yes, that'll date me, they moved. They abandoned us. And I think I just swore off fandom in this sport for life. A little bit of attention with the Washington Nationals, but it's just not the same. So I'm, I, just full disclosure, I'm not a Philly fan. But I like to see the passion and like to see these passionate fans rewarded. Obviously, as you know, I'm a Packers fan. I'm not an Eagles fan, but it's nice seeing them rewarded because they invest so much in these teams. And being in Philadelphia and seeing the fans and seeing the interest and seeing the community, it's really a nice time. So let's get that out of the way first. What a time for Philadelphia sports, especially right now with these series starting and this is quite a team. Again, I'm not a huge baseball fan, but you cannot not like this team. Centerpiece of Bryce Harper and Hoskins and Real Moto and Castellanos and Brom and, and Nola and Wheeler, all these guys, they just seem to be, they have personalities, but they seem a real team. They seem to get along. And then, of course, Houston. Of course, people know Houston from the cheating scandal. Hopefully that stain has wore off on, for their part over five years. But who knows? There still is some of that. They're the favorite. They've been the favorite every series. But that doesn't seem to phase the Phillies. So it'll be exciting. It'll be good ratings. It'll be an interesting match. And, you know, a week from last night, we're going to see Philadelphia at Houston in the NFL and we'll see if we're still watching Philly and Houston in the World Series by then. Just an interesting time. Now, for my, my take is really about the business of baseball. A couple things I want to say. Number one, it's been a boom year. It's so interesting because when we did this podcast six months ago, let's say seven months ago, we didn't know there'd be a season, right? There was a time in early March where the union and the league had stopped negotiating. We had an expired CBA, they were doing negotiations, and it didn't work. 
it didn't work. So they cut off negotiations and there was no uh, date on the horizon where they were going to continue again. Of course, it was all hijinks and negotiating tactics and bluffing and bolt crapping and all of that. And they got a deal done. And I said at the time that when they were walking away, they're not walking away because they're too close because the issues were not systemic. They weren't talking about changing the free agent uh, minimum of six years. They weren't talking about changing salary arbitration. They weren't talking about a cap, which I'll get to in a minute. They weren't talking about huge issues. So the business of baseball continues to be the same way it has been for decades since the, the start of free agency in 1976 after the flood case with Messersmith and McNally. And that's where we are. And the business is strong. But here's the point about baseball. I've said this before. This is kind of an evergreen comment when I bring up the business of baseball. It's our only major sport without a cap. It's our only major sport without a cap system. And I think that's important. Does it matter is really the question that we can address and debate and debate amongst yourselves. Does it matter that the high spending teams have a built-in advantage in baseball? There's no cap. Now, there's another three-letter word called a tax, a luxury tax, but that is not restrictive for multi, multi-billionaire owners that don't care, like a Steve Cohn with the Mets. Five biggest spending teams in baseball this year, no surprise to anyone, Mets, Yankees, Dodgers, Phillies, Padres, maybe the Padres are a tiny surprise. And of course, all were in the playoffs. Now, the Phillies are the only ones left. Houston's, I think, top 12, which is good on them for getting the real bang for their buck. But here we are. And the question becomes in baseball, can a team without revenues considerable to these teams compete? Every now and then you see it happen in baseball with a Kansas City Royals, with a Tampa Bay Rays, but that's non-sustainable. It's not sustainable and you're competing against 300 million payrolls. This is the factor in baseball. You have disparity in payrolls over, over $200 million. So you have the highest spending teams trending towards $300 million payrolls. You have the lowest spending teams trending below 100 million. And then there are reports about the Oakland A's even being below like 60 million or 70 million or 80 million. I mean, come on. How are they supposed to compete, right? How are they supposed to compete? That's really an interesting part to me because in the NFL, which I'm so experienced with managing a cap for 10 years, the biggest disparity in cash, forget cap, the disparity in cash spending was maybe 30, $40 million between the top team and the bottom team. And usually that's corrected the next year when bonuses fade away and a different type of spending. But in baseball, we're talking about, again, $200 million disparity in payroll. How do you compete? Now, the Oakland A's or whoever can say, well, they're just building. But how do you compete? Maybe you strike lightning, right? You get a pot of gold with a team and you catch a a bolt of lightning for half a season. But it's so rare. So where we are in baseball, it's a good year for them. They've got a lot of sponsorship deals. By the way, they got a new sponsorship in a new category, a sponsorship with Charlotte's Web. They're the first base, first baseball is the first sports league to have a deal with a cannabis company. And next year they start their jersey patch sponsorships, which the NBA and NHL have had. 
And they already got one deal. The Padres, the aforementioned Padres, a top five spending team, has a $10 million deal, a, a year deal with Motorola. So good on them. So that's where we are. Baseball begins the World Series tonight. Baseball's business is booming in a year where we didn't know they were going to play. I did. But a lot of people thought they weren't even going to play because of a lockout. And it's come to a head here with the Phillies, who are a team that shows incredible intestinal fortitude, led by Harper, of course. We're going to all watch uh, with any kind of interest in that team. And the Astros, still a bit of a villainous look to them because but now it's five years has it worn off the cheating the banging on the drum we'll see baseball's pinnacle time here we are the business of baseball is booming and the lack of a cap has made it a two-tiered system with the top tier paying and doing well and the bottom tier looking for hope and striking lightning in a bottle Lots of rants ahead. First, a word from Sling TV. If you're like me, you love watching live TV. Well, sometimes it feels like live TV doesn't like its back, right? Fortunately, you can get TV you love for a price you love thanks to our friends at Sling TV. Forget about those high prices, the long contracts you got to sign. Sling's the most valuable option when it comes to finding your favorite channels with the best deal for sports, news, entertainment. They have the best live TV content all at one place at the lowest rate. And now... You can follow the action on one screen, get every touchdown every Sunday if you get NFL Red Zone available on Sling Blue plus Sports Extra. Sling's easy to set up, easy to use. You can try it for half off. Just visit sling.com slash DraftKings. Sign up today. Watch every touchdown every Sunday afternoon with Red Zone on Sling. It's a limited time. You get Sling Blue. You add on Sports Extra with NFL Red Zone for half your first month regular price. Usually $46, now only $23. That's right. You get the best deal on Red Zones. So you can catch all the touchdowns at the lowest price with Sling TV. Bring it, visit sling.com slash DraftKings to sign up today. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Also, think about it. You're a professional athlete, rookie year, newly minted millionaire. It's young, living life to the fullest, but at the same time, you got to think about life after the pros. Too many stars, they get washed up because they can't make their money work for them. But as a rookie, they're smart. They can get wealth advice, team around them, and they start investing in things that most of us care about and most of us can only dream about. How about multi-million dollar paintings? Listen, this is not just a flex. This stuff is a legit investment. In fact, contemporary art has outpaced the S&P 500, the most important stock market index in the world the last 26 years, not by little, but by an insane 131%. So... How do you start the ball rolling, these guys, without spending millions? With Masterworks. Masterworks, it lets you invest in all multi-million dollar works of art from legendary artists like Picasso, Basquiat, Banksy. These are not NFTs. Listen, Masterworks divides the paintings into shares so you can invest without needing millions. After that, they wait for the most opportune time to sell. All you get the best results. 
like an exit for 22% net return just three weeks ago. It just happened at the start of October. Heck, six out of seven paintings Masterworks has exited, have gained investors more than 20% net returns, and that's during COVID. So Masterworks has had to acquire and release more of their art on the platform to meet demand, and there is a wait list. But our listeners, businesses, sports listeners, are going to get priority access. So here's how you do it. You go to masterworks.com, use promo code BOS, masterworks.com, use promo code BOS. You can get in on this special offer to get into these paintings where there's such a long waiting list, masterworks.com. Okay. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. NFL rant about Brady and Rodgers. It's last night, the Bucks went to three and five. On Monday night, I'm sorry, Sunday night, the Packers, everyone expects to go to three and five, a double-digit underdog for the first time, I don't know, maybe in Aaron Rodgers' career. It's a down year, but it's early. That's the first proviso. It's early. It's, you know, we're not even halfway through the sprint. We're still in October. Let's just see. Let's just see what happens. I'm biased. My bias comes out a lot. I think the Bucs are in a worse place than the Packers, although the Bucs are in an easier division than the Packers. The Bucs truly seem broken. Watching that game last night, watching a lot of games, and the Packers beat the Bucs at one point earlier this season, and people say, well, they didn't have Godwin or Evans. It doesn't seem to make a difference. There's something going on with that offense. And you could say the same thing about the Packers. Missing a lot of um, downfield plays, it's not working. I think the Packers will rally against the Bills. I don't know if they'll win, but I think I think this is a real game where they'll show what they are, and I think they have a lot of toughness. And I think this is going to be a game that people are going to look at and say, wow, Packers are not as bad as they thought. Anyway, the issue is superstars on teams like this, and there's no bigger superstars in the sport than Brady and Rodgers. None, right? You can talk about Mahomes. You can talk about Josh Allen. Their time is coming to be at this status, but these guys are at that status. And I guess my point is, I'm trying to put this the right way. Playing with guys like that, playing with Brady, playing with Rodgers, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot for the coaching staff. It's a lot for players. It's a lot for the organization. Now, it's a benefit risk, right? It's, 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 you have to look at it as pros and cons. The pros outweigh the cons. Let's just put that right out there. The pros of having these extraordinary leaders and extraordinary talents, maybe two of the best to play the game, maybe two of the best three, four, five ever, right? That outweighs everything. But when you play with someone like that, when you build your franchise around someone like that, it's a lot. They have reached A-list status. I'm not talking about A-list in sports. I'm talking about A-list, right? They're A-list. Whether you put it at Hollywood, you put it at entertainment, you put it at sports, you put it at news, they're there. People who have no interest in sports, 
no Tom Brady. People who have no interest in sports, no Aaron Rodgers. So when you're in an organization with someone like that, it's a lot. And what do I mean by it's a lot? You have to cater to that, right? You can't just say you're like everyone else. That doesn't work. That doesn't work, right? You have players like that at this age, at this status over 15, 18, in Brady's case, 23 years, you make amends, you make concessions. And let me be clear, the pros outweigh the cons. The pros of having someone like this, and I had it with Favre, outweigh the cons. But teammates have to defer. Coaches have to defer in the right way. And organizationally, you have to defer. Now, defer is a word that's relative. You don't have to say, hey, you can pick our draft or you can pick our free agents. No. But you have to defer. What is different? Well, you sort of let the, the business manager or the agent or the friends and family kind of hang around a little bit more than you do with other players. You take input more than you do with other players. And as everyone saw with Rodgers this week, you allow criticism in a constructive way more than you do with other players, right? If other players talked about other players like Rodgers did this week, they wouldn't. There'd be backlash. You don't do that. But you have the status of Rodgers. Of course you can. Or Brady. So it is way too early to sort of say, well, what's going to happen next? I, you know, we can all make conjecture about next year, about Brady, Rodgers. Are they going to be there? Are they going to be in the league? Are they still playing football next year? Is it going to be in Tampa or Green Bay? I'll have a lot of thoughts on that as we go forward, but not right now. The only point I'm making is, when you play with guys like that, it's a lot. It's a lot for other teammates, for coaching staff, for the organization, and in some cases for the fan base. All right, we'll touch on more on the Brady Rogers situation as we go forward. Okay, next rant. I want to talk about Formula One. I just thought it was really interesting. Formula One has gained popularity in a big way around this country in a strong assist from Netflix. The Drive to Survive series caught me, got me in, and it got thousands of people, I'm sure a lot of people listening, in as well. When I say in, into Formula One, I'm into it. It's interesting. They put up these personal stories, and I'm fascinated. There's only 20 teams. There's only 20 drivers. They go around the world. They're rock stars. Well, it's not just me. The ratings have gone crazy for ESPN. This year, they're averaging 1.2 million. That's a 26% increase from last year, which was also a record year. And now ESPN has to pay up. <clears throat> and I noted this week, a new deal. And the new deal was, let me just say what the old deal was, which shocked me. F1 was only receiving $5 million a year. $5 million a year from ESPN slash ABC. <clears throat> $5 million a year. To me, a stunning number. Now, again, there are a lot of leagues out there that pay for coverage, so I guess any number is good. But $5 million a year was all F1 was receiving up until this week. Now that was then. This is now. F1 will now get $85 million a year, a multiple of 17. F1 is now going to get $85 million a year compared to $5 million a year. 
a 17 times increase from ESPN ABC. And it looks to me through 2025 that seems like a really still a good deal for ESPN paying 85 million a year. I mean, F1 has taken off and the Williams racing team, not as well known as some of the other teams like Mercedes and Red Bull and McLaren and Ferrari, but the Williams team is going to hire an American driver. That's going to drive interest as well. This guy, Logan Sargent now is racing at F2. He's going to be brought up. He's going to be the F1 driver for Williams. So F1, making an impact, getting the money they deserve, in my opinion, still looks like a good deal for ESPN, going from 5 to $85 million a year. Okay, next rant. Well, I want to talk first about game time. I want to talk to you guys about our friends there. We're in full season. I mean, it's our full swing in the season. They're great games every weekend. Thanks to game time, it's easier than ever to be there in person. Game time's the fastest growing ticketing app that guarantees the lowest price on tickets to all your favorite sports teams, concerts, and shows. You can see the view from your seat. And in the app, it takes less than 30 seconds to just check out and do it. The experience is seamless. It's going to be great to watch these games. And we've got great games coming up this week. Like I mentioned, the Packers and Bills. You also have games that are going to be of, of, of great interest as well with the Rams, 49ers, etc. So again, download that Game Time app, create an account, redeem code BOS for $20 off your first purchase. Again, that's BOS, Business of Sports. You get $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Download Game Time. You get last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Download the Game Time app. All right. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Another rant. Adam Silver, the NBA, was speaking to Phoenix Suns employees you know, kind of doing damage control after what went on with Robert Sarver. I've talked a lot about Sarver. I've talked about the NFL's only chance of removing Dan Snyder is to quote unquote Sarver him. The NFL's campaign to get him out and tweets from LeBron and Chris Paul and Draymond and the vice chairman saying he wanted out of Sarver's there and PayPal saying they wanted out of Sarver's there. But that's not what I want to talk about. In that little talk he gave, it came out that he mentioned the idea of relegation. He's trying to avoid the whole tanking atmosphere that we all expect to happen later this year because there's a generational prospect ahead for the NBA, Victor Webanyama, who everybody's going to want, this 7-3 phenom, this wonder kid who's going to come in the NBA in 2023, in July or June. Everyone expects he'll be the number one pick. It would be a, an upset of, of, of extraordinary proportion if somehow he's not the number one pick in the draft. He will be. And this whole idea of tanking for Webb and Yama, he got ahead of it. Silver talked about relegation. He talked about relegation. Relegation, of course, would be an answer for tanking, but it's not going to happen. He was speaking rhetorically. It was interesting that he brought it up, but he did bring it up, and I just noted that he brought it up. Of course, relegation wouldn't work. 
for two reasons. Number one, uh, the team coming up from the lower division, which I assume would be the G League, would have no ability and no, they're not equipped to compete in the NBA. And number two, no owner would go for relegation, especially future owners like expansion owners. And, um, and that means the value of the team would go lower because no one's going to pay, let's say the going rate's going to be $3 billion. No one's paying that if they know they could be relegated, especially as an expansion team, or especially if you're buying a team that hasn't done well, they're never going to get the prices they want. And an existing owner doesn't want his franchise devalued going out of a closed system, which is the American model, into an open system, which is the European soccer model. Not happening, but interesting that Adam Silver did it. Final note is Kanye. Yee, Yeezy. I'm not up to date on what he calls himself these days. The anti-Semitic remarks, they're abhorrent. Uh, obviously, there's no defense of those. And the interesting part to me is who separated and when. Of course, separation right away from Balian Saga, from Vogue, uh, from CAA, his representation people. That part's a little interesting. They're firing Kanye, but are they going to be entitled to fees on deals they've done to Kanye unless Kanye fired them? I don't think they are. I don't think CAA can get fees on deals that have been done for Kanye if they fired him. On the other side of that, Donda Sports, Kanye's agency, which represents uh, players, can they get fees if Aaron Donald, who did, and Jalen Brown, their two big star clients, walk away? Now, they fired, because of Kanye's remarks, they fired Donda Sports. But contrary to what CAA did, I don't see how Aaron Donald and... Um, Jalen Brown, get out of paying future commissions on deals already done by Donda, which may include extensions of those deals. So again, you can say you fire the agent. This happens all the time. And, and what I'm aware with with football, when you fire someone, you're still responsible for the fees. You know, if you have a five-year contract, you fire them in year two, you got to pay them three years of fees on that deal. Unless there's language in the contract that says, if you fire me, all fees stop. But I don't think that's in there. Um, so anyway, Aaron Donald walks away, Jalen Brown walks away, Foot Locker's removed their inventory. The one that's most interesting, of course, is Adidas. It took a week, which is interesting because other, other companies walked away from or exited Kanye, Yee, immediately. It took Adidas a week, and then their statement really sort of struck me because it's kind of like we're doing this. And by the way, it's going to cost us $280 million because a lot of their earnings are, are heavily slanted towards Q4. And they announced the number, I think 250 pounds, which is about $280, 90000000 million. I'm like, that's interesting. The way that Adidas phrased this is we're walking away from Kanye, but hey, we're losing $280 million in doing it. I'm like, who does that? The issue is, do you want to be with Kanye? with what he said or not. The 280 million, I guess, is a factor internally, but to put that in a public release, wow. Now listen, they could have hung on to Kanye and made their $300 million in quarter four, but they chose to be on the right side of history. And of course that makes sense. So 
Yeezy's losing all these sponsorships. He had to expect that. Uh, he had to expect what's going on. I don't know if he's understand, you know, his whole, you know, talks about him being a little loopy these days. Well, whatever. He's gone from these companies' bottom lines, these companies' spreadsheets, these companies' associations. And that's where we are with Kanye. Adidas, <laughs> strange announcement about how much money they're losing. But Kanye's off from all these companies, and we're off for the week. I mean, we're finishing for the week. I'll be back next week. Okay. Uh, Twitter, Andrew Brandt. Instagram, where I do reels, Andrew Brandt, too. Hey, you got to get my newsletter if you're not, andrew-brandt.com. And if you want to be with me every day, I do videos and we meet every week. It's great group, Sports Business League. Sign up, andrew-brandt.com slash SBL. SBL is the Sports Business League. Give us a review if you can. I always appreciate their reviews are important to us on Apple Podcasts and beyond. And share the podcast with a friend, if you would. Thanks to producer Brian Neal, musical producer. You hear the music from Sam, my son. And I'll be back next week with another edition of The Business of Sports with Andrew Brandt. Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.